What's up, everybody? We are live. Welcome back to the Mindset Mogul Podcast. We are your hosts, Josh Jacobs and Bradley Mora, and we are here to deliver you with your daily dose of mindset value. So um, we like to start every episode with a moment of gratitude. Gratitude is ex- extremely important. It's one of the foundational things that we talk about here at Mindset Mogul. And um, I just want to say I'm extremely grateful to be speaking to you today, Brad, to be speaking to you today, the audience member, to have the ability to broadcast this message. And the fact that I woke up today feeling so amazing. Well, I had to force myself to feel amazing. But the fact that I woke up was amazing. So yeah, man, how are you today? Dude, I, uh, I focused my gratitude on the sun this morning, during my walk, getting sunlight on my eyes. And the alertness it brought to me, the focus, the elevated mood. And so sometimes, uh, I don't know if that's really like a woo-woo one, but man, the sun is just so wild. And what a thing. It's like, I feel like a plant this morning. That's not woo-woo I feel like a plant this morning. I was like, <laughs> I woke up feeling like a, a piece of shit and got out, got some sunlight, and it elevated my mood and prepared me to bring a good energy to the rest of the day. So how do you not feel grateful for a a moment like that? That's amazing. And living in Chicago, I am always grateful when the sun comes out. It's not (laughs) often, but I'm telling you, that's not woo. -woo. It is a hundred percent reality. Like we talked about this, I think a couple episodes ago, but if, when I wake up, if I don't go on a walk immediately and expose myself to the sunlight, the rest of my day is not as good as if I did do that. So a hundred percent, I agree with you, man. We'll need to do a whole episode on circadian rhythm, dopamine, sunlight, and the the intersection of those because it uh, it's physiological. Like you're not setting yourself up for success if you're not connecting with the sun on a daily basis. And it, uh, I'm calling it right now. We're gonna have Dr. Andrew Huberman on the pod to talk about this exact topic. I don't know when that will happen, but that's going to happen. Calling it right now. We'll clip it when it happens. (laughs) The shot, the shot is called. The shot is called. All right, guys. So today we have a QA episode. We have a question from Ashley K. If you want your question answered, please submit it to support at mindsetmogul.com or you can leave it as a comment on our YouTube video, um, which by the way, If you get value from today's episode, we would really appreciate it if you followed us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening, uh, left us a review. That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribing to our channel, liking and commenting on the video will help us grow. And we would really, really appreciate that engagement. So let us know what you think. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into it. So we have a question today from Ashley K. It says, hi, guys, I graduated college five years ago and have been working at a marketing agency ever since. My desire to start my own business and transition away from my current career has been growing, and I feel like now is the time to start. My goal is to become a fitness coach since it's more in line with my passion. I've heard you both talk about transitioning out of your jobs into starting your own businesses. Can you offer some advice for my current situation? Ashley, I love talking about this topic. So Boy, can thank we. you. Yeah, thank you for your question. This is this is awesome. Um, I first of all, I just want to say one thing. The fact that you said I feel like now is the time to start is the best part about this question because the longer that you wait to start, the more you're gonna regret all the procrastination that you're doing. So a hundred percent I agree that 
first before we even jump into anything else. Now is the time to start. Um, as soon as you listen to this pod, you should take everything that we talk about throughout the next few minutes and start. Stop procrastinating. Life is short. You get one life. So make sure you you get started right now. Um, Can I jump be, in on, on, please on jump one in, thing Brad. on that before you go through the rest of the process? Because this is something that has hit home for me because I've had a limiting belief in the past that it's too late for me to start. I'm too old. I've already missed the window. Like just totally absurd limiting beliefs that too much time has already passed. So I can't start now. And I don't know what had caused that thought to come up for me. I wonder if like other people face that same type of, of thought that I'm just, I'm too late to the process. And I, I remember having that thought when I was 16. I remember having that thought when I was 20, 25, and I'll still hear it creep up today. But now I just know how to handle it. And the reality is you got one life. And so there's only ever enough time to do the things that you care about. Like you should always be starting now. And a tool that I've used to help break that limiting thought is imagine yourself one year from now having started today. What would that look like? And you realize you'll be in such a forward position. In one year, that's so much time. If you just started today, what will your life be like in one year having started today? And truly imagine that moment and sit with it and get excited about what that looks like. And I found for me, I'm like, it is, it's every reason to start right now so that I've got a full 365 days to go make that future state happen that I just imagined. So that, time is of the essence, but in one year's time, you can, you can make so much happen. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's great call out. I think the other thing that stopped me a bunch aside from, you know, I'm too late or whatever, is just thinking, I don't know how to do X, Y, or Z. And there was always something that I didn't know how to do. And I waited to start because I thought, well, I'm going to wait to start until I know how to do X, Y, or Z. When in reality, you figure it out as you go. There's every single stage of your business. When you go from zero to $1, from $1 to $100, from $100 to $1,000, from $1,000 to $100,000, there will be a point in the next phase that you do not know what you're doing. And that's just going to be a part of business that you learn to deal with and understand that you you come across these challenges and you face them and you get over them each one at a time. I would venture to say what you just said, it's, it's not a challenge of business of you don't know what to do. It's That is the process. There's no possible way that you are going to know what to do until you start doing it. That's the only way to start improving your knowledge of what needs to happen next. Like it's not a it's not a function of like you read more books, you'll go figure it out. If you talk to more people, you're going to figure it out, figure it out. Every business is unique and how you're going to start it is unique. Are there best practices and principles you should should apply? Absolutely. But you're only going to be applying them while you're in motion. That's when it matters. And so it's not there's no way to circumvent these challenges except to just go do it. That is the actual process. It's the only way to build a business is to just go do it and then be ready and know that figuring it out on the fly, that's part of the process. The thing is too, it's like you don't know 
you have this feeling that you don't know how to do X, Y, or Z. But the thing is, until you actually start and get to that point, you don't even know how to ask somebody how to do X, Y, or Z. You learn the specifics of what you need to even figure out as you start the process, if that makes any sense. I know it makes sense it, to you, it, Brad, but it yeah. It does. I think I can apply a practical example to that. You're going to launch a candy bar company and you want to, you got to go figure out how to sell candy bars. How are you going to go ask someone or figure out how to sell candy bars before you have the candy bar? Like you're at day zero. Like you don't need to know how to sell candy. Like you might be like, ah, I don't know how I, I can't get started because I don't know how to sell candy bars. Well, you don't even have a candy bar yet to sell. Like what, <laughs> why are you even asking that question? Like you haven't even gotten to the point that you need to go figure it out and you're letting that stop you. And so you're right. You need to get to a point in the process where you can not know what to do and then have to go do it. And so, yes, it makes a hundred percent sense. You need to get to that point in the process that you need to be challenged by that thing. And letting that stop you today is actually just crazy because it actually isn't even a problem yet. When you think about it, it's not a problem that you don't know how to sell candy bars. You need the candy bar first. So go figure out that problem and solve that problem. So basically we started this off by essentially to summarize what we've talked about the last few minutes is removing your limiting beliefs. So anything right now that you believe that is limiting you from starting this business, you have to remove that belief because you are capable of achieving anything that your mind can conceive of that's within the physical realm of possibility. So the thing I would tell you to do right away is to set a goal with a deadline. Like Brad said, imagine where you are in one year from right now. Set a goal with a deadline, whether it's 30 days, 90 days, a year. A goal without a deadline is just a dream, so make sure you put a timeline on it and make sure you're extremely clear on what you want. So when you write down this goal, make sure it's extremely clear. I want to be, you know, have this many clients making this much money in this amount of time. I want my days to look like this. I want to live here. I want to drive this car. I want to be in this relationship. Be extremely clear on what you want with this goal and with this deadline. And then also be extremely realistic about what it's going to take to get you there. Because let me tell you something, if business was easy, everybody would have a business and be making a lot of money. It's not easy. And the more that you accept that and lean into that and understand that that's what will separate you from everybody else is being able to deal with that difficulty, that's when you will start making the most amount of progress. So be make that goal with the deadline, be extremely realistic about what it will take to get there. And then something that me and Brad both have a lot of experience and are going to talk about is use all of your free time to grow your business, make sacrifices in the short term, because so that you could live the life that you want in the long term. Um, we've told these stories many times, Brad, I'm, I want to hear your story. I know I started by telling, I said this a few podcasts ago, but like, When I decided to start my business, I sent a text out to all my friends. I called my family. I said, listen, for the next six months, I'm probably not going to be around much because I'm sacrificing every single free minute that I have to create the life of my dreams. And I, because I did that, I did it in four months and that's not realistic. But the point is that I literally, as soon as I was done working my job, I started working on my business until the minute I fell asleep. And until I got to a point where I could quit my job and now all of a sudden I had eight hours a day free time that I could either spend doing something else that I want to for fun or 
into my business to grow it even more. Um, so Brad, I know you've had a similar experience with this. What, what was your experience like when you left? I believe you were quitting. I believe you were working at Uber when you started to build your other business. Is that right? That's right. And I think the, the reality is in the early days of starting a business, you don't need a full eight hour day to get things going. A lot of, depending on the business that you're building, a lot of what's going to happen is they'll be hurry up and wait as you build the foundations for the business. And that's, that's what I did. I, I was putting together a, a beverage brand. And when you're putting together a beverage brand, you got to go identify the right partners to get all the materials. You need to build the brand itself. You need to get the formulation ironed out. You need to figure out what your marketing and go-to-market plan is. And all those things take time and planning before you even get to the execution stage. And so for me, I would say that I spent a lot of time outside of work blocking and tackling those early steps, the things that had to happen before the quote-unquote business actually launched. And then candidly, I also was fortunate enough that uh, there were like conference rooms at work that I could go sneak into and do a lot of this work during the day at work. I'm not advocating anyone does a, a bad job at their job, but the reality is, is I knew what my priorities were and I wanted to get there as fast as humanly possible. And for me, that meant sneaking off at work a lot to handle calls with the brand team, to handle calls with the formulation expert, get that teed up. In this case, it was a cannabis beverage brand, finding the right cannabis partners, which is a huge pain in the butt because everyone in cannabis is a con man. And so uh, not anymore, but at the time in the industry, it's definitely a, a problem. But that's a conversation for a, another <laughs> pod. But yeah, the reality was is I had absolute clarity on what my priorities were. And it made it easy for me to spend time outside of work and inside of work on moving the moving the project, the business forward. And for me at the time, I think this is a cool characterization. I definitely, I had not been making trade-offs in my life for the things that I actually wanted before this. And then I started to do that. You start to feel like you're on an adventure. Like it's almost fun to tell people no and to like not go to things and to like rigorously prioritize building the business and yourself over spending time on things that are fun, but not fulfilling. And so when you start making those trade-offs, there's no better feeling than that clarity that you're describing right now. Yeah. You tell everyone to, uh, to F off. I got to do what I got to do. It's like you're a superhero in your own story. And so the more you can think about it like that too, like FOMO just melts away because I don't, I'm not operating on a different level. I don't care anymore. What, people are doing on the weekends at bars and partying. I'm on a mission to go make my life into what I want it to be. And operating on that as the narrative for your life is a great way to keep momentum, especially when you start making trade-offs about what it is that you actually want. It's like being... If you like think of your life as a video game character, it's like you being... You go from being one of the people that just is in one of the levels, just sitting on the sidelines, like watching things go by to becoming the main character of the video game, constantly trying to level up to get to the end destination. And that 
Um, I heard that analogy before and it resonated with me. So it kind of sounded like what you were describing, but, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, and by the way, what you said about like sneaking off at your job, I mean, that's a common, that's a common thing that I've heard from many, many silent mentors and podcasts that I've been listening to. So I think that's, uh, I did the same thing. I don't think that's, um, very rare at all. So I think another helpful, something that's helpful that, I listened to when I was first going through the process is to just completely drop your ego because your ego is what is going to hold you back. If you have a purpose and you have a mission, you know exactly what you want and you're clear on it, which is what we talked about a few minutes ago, then that's the time when you drop your ego. First of all, you could tell every, once you're clear on your business, tell everybody about your business because the more you tell people, the more you're going to hold yourself accountable to actually doing things. And um, you shouldn't be embarrassed to tell everybody about what you're doing. Uh, ask for help. At, by telling everybody what you're doing, you never know who may be able to offer you help. So we were talking earlier about, you know, hurry up and wait or the fact that there's things that you don't know how to do. Once you are in motion, in the process, it gets easier to ask for help because like I mentioned before, you know who and what to ask. Like there have been times where, I didn't know who to ask certain questions about Facebook advertising, for example. So I literally would go to like Upwork. I would find a Facebook ads expert and I would, instead of hiring them to do my Facebook ads, I would pay them for an hour of their time to just teach me so that I could do it myself. So you start, I would have never even thought to do that though, until I had already started the process and realized, you know, I had that clarity of even what to ask. Um, so I think that's super important. And then other than that, I would say don't expect perfection out of yourself. I see so many people hold themselves back because they're like trying to post the perfect picture. Or they don't like the way they look or whatever. Don't expect perfection out of yourself. That's where you need to drop the ego. And imperfect action is what's going to move you forward. Um, so I don't know if if you have any experience with this, Brad, but like I know for a while I held myself back because I just wanted everything to be perfect or or like I said I didn't know, you know, what how to do something and I let my ego get in the way of that when in reality I just once I dropped everything and wasn't afraid to ask for help, wasn't afraid to tell people what I'm doing, didn't need to be perfect. That's when things really started moving forward for me. Yeah, I got a couple things on this. I think that this is such an important frame shift to deal with judgment or it's perceived judgment. It's like the it's stories that haven't even, it's stories about things that haven't even happened yet. It's like you're imagining how people are going to react to the idea of you starting a business. And it creates this really like negative emotion that for me in the past has been paralyzing. And so the, the counter narrative that I built for myself is Honestly, who gives a shit what anybody thinks? And trying to really lean into that as like an empowering narrative for myself. It's like, yo, I don't give a fuck what you think. And sorry for dropping the F-bomb. But like the, it, that's the level of intensity you want to take it with is like, 100%. what do my friends think? I don't care. I literally, and like, I take pride in that. I'm like, I literally do not care what you think. And at first it feels unnatural because you're like, oh, well, I do care. But you just got to keep telling yourself and then take it as a point of pride, create a positive dopamine feedback cycle or reward system in your brain. Reward yourself for being like, I literally don't care. 
I take pride in how little I care what other people think of me. And you'll realize that it frees you up to take what action is necessary to actually get what you want. And so get aggressive mentally about not caring what other people think. And then your point on the ego with not having it, a good way to like work into this is building the identity of the learner. And so stop being tied. You're, you should 1000% accept that you're going to be really bad at something the first time that you're doing it. Everyone who's ever been super successful ever was really bad at the thing the first time. The difference between you and them is they had the persistence to do it for 20 more hours until they got good at it, which is the average amount of time it takes to like actually semi-master a skill. And so, but most people just stay in the gap between zero and 20 because the pressure of being good at the thing early on is too great. And they only get to hour 0.5. And then they're like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to run the Facebook ads. This is going poorly. And then they drop the skill altogether. But if instead of identifying the success of running the Facebook ad as the thing that you're chasing, just chase the act of putting up the ad itself and doing that a lot of times. That's your success metric is just keep revisiting the action. Keep revisiting the action. I think this podcast is the perfect example of we are embodying the spirit of the learner because I mean, we sucked the first 25 episodes. I think the last five episodes were starting to to get into our groove. And I'm confident that 100 episodes, it'll be a whole different ball game. But what we reward ourselves on is showing up every day and recording the pod. That's all. That's it. Check that box. We won. How did the pod go? I don't care. What I mean, I do care, but like <laughs> it's it's much lower on my priority list than it was than it is for just showing up and doing it because I have confidence that if I do this for a hundred times and fifty hours, that I'm going to be good at it because that's how the human brain works. You will get good at something if you do it enough times, and so the only thing you should be rewarding yourself on mentally is just doing the thing a lot of times. Man. That was great. I think that was the perfect way to end this. Um, Unless you have anything else, I'm going to jump into the audience exercise because I think that was, I I think we covered honestly a lot. Um, I think Ashley, you should, from everything that we said, you should feel comfortable in creating clarity for yourself and exactly what you want. And once you have that clarity, it's a lot easier to not give a shit what anybody else thinks. It's easier to give a shit what everybody else thinks when you have no clue what you're doing. But once you know what your mission is and exactly what destination you are trying to get to, it'll be a whole lot easier for you to to let go of what people think. Not saying that's what you're doing because you didn't mention that, but I know that's something that we all deal with. So it was definitely worth mentioning. Um, yeah, Ashley, you didn't ask, but we're telling you, you're better than them (laughs) and screw those people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, cool. So I hope you guys got some value out of this. We have an audience exercise for you. This is something I've talked about before. It's something, um, that was taught to me a while ago and it was a very helpful exercise for me. So basically what I want you to do, Ashley, and anybody else that's listening in the audience is write down your ideal plan. Aim for the ideal is the key thing here, right? Don't limit yourself. So write down, if life was perfect, this would happen next. 
Be extremely specific, like I talked about before. Write down what your days look like, how much money you'll make, the home that you live in, the relationships that you'll have, the impact you'll be making, the timeline for all this stuff, etc. And know exactly what you are striving for. And again, aim for the ideal. Do not limit yourself to, you know, what you think you can achieve now. No, shoot for if your dreams came true, what would that be? That's the plan that you write down for yourself. And based on that ideal plan that you write, identify the top activities that will move the needle, right? So maybe it's, you know, maybe like for, uh, I'll give you an example for us, for us, the top activities that we know that are going to move the needle to grow our podcast audience are number one, consistency of putting out podcasts. Number two, putting out top of funnel content, like clips on Instagram and social and TikTok and things like that. Number three, going on other people's podcasts that have audiences already. And number four, having, uh, having high profile people come on our podcast and gain some of their audience. So those are four things I can name right off the bat that I know are top needle movers. Once you identify your top needle movers, set daily action-based goals to carry out those activities every single day. Example with us, we're going to post a pod a day. We're going to post a clip a day. We're going to get X amount of guests on the podcast a week, X amount of podcasts we're going to go on a week. So identify what those needle movers are and make daily action-based goals to carry out those activities. And I think if you do all these things that we talked about within six months from now, you will be in a completely different place than you are right now. If not financially, at least mentally, and you'll have the clarity that we talked about that is the best feeling ever. So with that said, Brad, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but I felt like I feel really good about this episode. I think people are going to get a lot from it. Let's wrap it up. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Please, again, if you are listening on Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever podcast platform you're listening on, we would really, really, really appreciate a follow and a review, a five-star review, please, if you got value from this. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, comment, turn on the bell for notifications, all that good stuff. We would really appreciate it. Um, With that said, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you in the next one. Take care. Take care, everybody.